we're so glad that you're here today. Thank you for being a part of our service. And uh, Pastor Chris said this is a very special day. And uh, we're kind of we're finishing up, our, wrapping up our series on Difference Maker, what it means to make a difference in our community, what to make a difference in our world. And, um, and so last, a uh, couple of weeks ago, when we started this series, we talked about a guy named Nehemiah, and he was a difference maker. Nehemiah was not a priest, not a king. He was, he, he was not a warrior. He, he was just a butler, just an ordinary guy who did something extraordinary for the Lord. And, uh, he, and God used him to be a difference maker. And then a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a guy uh, we didn't have a name, but his name is the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan made a difference in the life of a person, a life of a man that was hurt, and he saw a need, and he met that need. And uh, we'll talk about how he was a difference maker. And then last Sunday, we had a, my friend Joe Savali, the director, the director of Love for a Child, and he talked about being a difference maker. And he used the illustration of... of the disciples and how they flipped the world upside down. They changed the world and made a difference for God. Uh, and, and so today, we want to wrap up this idea of difference maker. And, and before we get into the message, I want to introduce to you uh, two live, real, uh, you know, alive people. They're alive, right? They're here, you know, barely, barely alive. All right, right. <laughs> and, uh, but we're glad. Look like no, come on now. You, you, you're, you're in your prime. You're in your prime. And uh, both of these young men are here and uh, with us. And uh, so Pastor Doug and Dr. Tim Patterson, and I want you to come up here to the platform. These are difference makers right here in our world. So Pastor Doug and Dr. Tim, and let me just, uh, you know, if you don't know who they are, um, Pastor Doug was a retired, retired pastor of Woodside Bible Church and um, retired back in 2000? Uh, uh, 2020? Uh, four years ago this month. All right, all right so 2019. 19. So, um, and so what, what, you know, he's been serving there for years and, and um, we're just glad to have him with us today and he could talk about his ministry and what he's doing. He could have gone anywhere when he retired, he could have gone the conference uh, route and became one of those big conference speakers all across the country, but God kept him here in Michigan. And uh, so we'll get to hear about what he's doing. Then Dr. Tim Patterson, he's the executive director of the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, and he's involved in, in, in the Sin, Michigan Sin Network, which is involved in which is helping church planting. And um, so we'll get to hear about what's going on on that level. But both of these individuals, we're supporting our Greater Things offering at the end of our service today. You know, it's gonna help, you know, what Pastor Doug is doing and what Dr. Tim is doing. And uh, so, uh, Doug, why don't you share with us what you're doing, you retired, and you could have just, you know, relaxed and just did nothing, you know, just made yourself a, a nice large cup of iced tea and just chill. But you stay busy, you kept at it. So what are you doing? Well, first of all, thanks for, for inviting us here, Pastor Scott. And it's great to be with you here at Lake Point. And Karen, good to be with you. Um, we're as busy as we were before uh, at Woodside, but a, a lot less stress. So we're enjoying that part of it. Um, and we do a lot of different things to help pastors and churches, but mostly pastors. 
Uh, let me tell you a quick story about a, a, a two guys that God was leading them to start a church a few years ago. And one was named Shrek, that's his nickname, but he was one of those power lifters for evangelism and, you know, would lift weights and share the gospel, and his bro buddy Brad. So they, they found a church building in South Royal Oak, and there were two, pa two people, two older ladies left in the building. And they, the ladies said, we were just going to sell the building and give the money to charity, but if you think you can make a church out of it, go for it. And so they did, and they, they're, they're reaching people that most churches wouldn't reach or couldn't reach, and it grew from, from those two and their families to about 50, and then COVID hit. They, were, they did it for about a year, COVID hit, and COVID hit Shrek really hard and he died. And so Brad, and now way over his head, is now the pastor of the church. He's got a full-time job cleaning CNC machines, and uh, so he joins one of our groups, Barnabas groups. We have these groups of four or five pastors each, and they they work on the backstage of life, where they're character building and developing Christ likeness and accountability and and uh, and that uh, that type of thing, bearing fruit. And so uh, he joined one of our groups. The group leader, the mentor, called me one day and he said, "Can you help Brad? He's beyond burnout. He's way over his head. Can you just help him?" Uh, we said, "Sure, we'll try." And Brad receives no, as a pastor, receives no money from the church, but the church has a house that he lives in. And so when he took over the church, most of those 50 people were disciples of Shrek and they left. So two years ago, he becomes pastor and there are nine people and they, they can't pay him a salary, they give him a house. They said the house is valued about $160,000 and we're gonna forgive 40,000 a year for the next four years, and the house is yours. You can live it until then. But the house was unlivable. And so we got, we got Pastor Brad a vacation uh, back last September, and then we started working on the house. And companies donated some things, and friends uh, donated money. We were able to uh, change all the windows, uh, paint the house. Uh, it needed a new furnace. It had no ductwork. So we put furnace and ductwork in, um, and then one of, the, one of our friends put in a, a brand new kitchen with the beautiful countertops. And uh, now the, the house will be finished on Tuesday when the flooring goes in. And so Pastor Brad and his wife Liz and their 11-year-old, their 8-year-old daughter, they're just so thankful and thrilled and can concentrate on ministry. So we don't often do those kind of things, but we'll do anything that'll help encourage pastors to stay in the game. We do some restoration work. We're working with pastors who are going through divorces. We're working with pastors who, uh, one pastor lost his job because uh, he was writing his own, uh, paying his own bills with some church money and he knew he shouldn't have been doing it. Uh, he said, I was desperate. So we're helping him uh, recover from this. Uh, uh, we're helping pastors who've uh, fallen morally but we, we, we try to concentrate on being on the preventative side of the pain. And so we do, uh, we got about, about 65 mentor groups uh, with four or five pastors in each. We just, we just trained uh, uh, just a few days ago, 19 more mentors on, in Grand Rapids to start more groups. So we do weekly podcasts, we do cohort groups, we do uh, rejuvenate type retreats to help uh, pastors raise their skill level in different areas. So do anything at all to keep pastors involved, effective. We all know 
our country's in a mess, don't we? Uh, and the answer is uh, certainly not in the government, is not in either political party. The answer is Jesus. Yeah. We've been singing about that this morning. Jesus is the only answer, and the church is a lighthouse in every community to share the gospel message of Jesus. And so those pastors, they just need to be strong. Um, one out of every 10 who enters ministry will retire from it. So the fallout rate is, is dramatic. Uh, one statistic, Pastor Tim, that, that has always got my attention is that 50% of young pastors won't be in ministry for their fifth anniversary. And so all their training and that passion and the dream they had as a man and a wife were, uh, um, it's all gone. And it's starting all over again. And we have to, we have to help our pastors be strong. So uh, my wife and I work at this together. Carolyn here uh, works with pastors' wives and will be married uh, next month. It'll be 49 years. And she would say all 49 have been fantastic. You know. Thank you, we couldn't do any of this if it weren't for, for you folks who believe, first of all, in your own pastors and you support them and you encourage them. But you've gone beyond supporting your own and encouraging your own pastors to supporting so many others through your gifts to Barnabas. So thank you so much for our partnership. Uh, Pastor Doug, I um, you know, love that you're pastoring pastors. That's what you're doing. You're just pastoring pastors, helping churches be healthy, and, um, and, and you've been able to pastor me. You know, even pastors need a pastor, you know, and that's what I need, and I appreciate that. I remember when he called, um, and if you know Doug, Pastor Doug, you started like 14 campuses, you know, out of Woodside, maybe more. I could be off on that, but, you know, a lot of campuses out of Woodside Church, and when he called about four years ago, three, four years ago, um, you know, I wasn't here, but left a message with the, with the office. And, um, I, and the secretary comes in and says, hey, uh, Pastor Doug Schmidt called and wanted to call him back. And the very first thought I had in mind was, oh, no. <laughs> He's taking over late point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he called just to, just wanted, hey, I'm just checking in. And I just want to encourage you. And can I take you out to lunch? And, and uh, sure enough, that's all he wanted to do, was just encourage. Go ahead. I've known your pastor since he was in high school and watched him grow and develop through his years and so forth. So my call with him was really to cut him off at the pass because I, I knew the day would come when he was going to take over Woodside. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, there we go. All right, big dreams right there. Oh, then Dr. Tim, you know, I appreciate you coming out here, and why don't you talk about what is happening, what we're doing to support um, Sin Network and uh, Michigan. Well, I will. Thank, thank you, folks, and thank you for being part of what God is up to here in Michigan through the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, your pastor served as the president of our convention for two years, and we did survive, and uh, <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> But he did did so through the pandemic, and it was a tough time, and there were some difficulties, but he led admirably, as you know he would, as, as always. And by the way, I need to give a couple of kudos real quick to your musicians here. I traveled, by the way, I'm in a different church all over the state and the United States every Sunday. I hear some really bad musicians, and I hear some really good ones. 
Tom, you guys are rocking it. They have, they have some of the finest instrumentation and mus musicians. Their vocals are wonderfully blended and uh, are balanced. Uh, the sound is excellent, guys, back there. It, it really is quality. And I would say they're as good as any I've heard anywhere. They're really, really good. And, uh, and Tom Carlos Santana would be really proud of you, my friend. I'm just telling you, you you're doing it. Well, uh, that aside, I just want to say thank you for you and what you do and how you're making a difference here in Michigan. One of the things that we've been called to do is to punch holes in the darkness. Uh, and we're not going to do that by adding one here or one there. We've got to do it by multiplication. It must be done that way. And so we know that we must plant churches. And since God called me here uh, eight years ago, this May, the 1st of May, uh, we've started over uh, 111 churches and gained 111 churches here. And that's because you have given through and these kinds of offerings to make that happen. And uh, let me just tell you about some of them. There's three churches that you're you're focusing on through this offering. One is Word Encounter Church, and the other is Reza Church in Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti area, uh, and Believers Bible Fellowship. Now, I'm a member at Reza Church, and every one of these churches are different. They're just so care. They're just an eclectic group of guys. Uh, my pastor there at Reza is a, is a short, squatty, Puerto Rican with handlebar mustaches and bald-headed. And uh, he's a great, great guy. And Molly is the sweetest, most wonderful pastor's wife you will ever meet. And uh, when, I, when Sabrina and I wanted to join there, uh, we told him, he said, look, look, I, I'm, I'm, we're really terrible church members. We're gone every Sunday. I'm preaching somewhere. And, I, you know, I'm just not going to be around much. And he says, well, do you tithe? And I said, yes. He said, you can join. And so... <laughs> But they are doing a phenomenal job. They, they blended with another church that was running around 12 people that had wonderful facilities. And Reza was growing like crazy. They had no facilities. They had bounced around through the pandemic. In fact, they started one Sunday. The next Sunday, everything shut down in Michigan. That's a great time to start a church. But then they, they, they've just done well, and now they're, I, I don't know, they're running 200 or so plus, and it's just busting out the seams and growing. But they're blessed. And there's, let me tell you about some other churches and things that you are supporting through this offering and, and through other means that you give on a, on a, really on a daily basis. We have a church plant in, uh, uh, over at Michigan State, and it's called the Commons Church. They're right at three years old, and they are impacting Michigan State University. They've got over 500 students coming now. They've outgrown a building that was given to them, and they need to build more and grow, and they're just growing exponentially. Another one uh, that started uh, uh, Brian Cabildo over here in Wayne. Now, he's a different guy. You see him, he... He looks, he has so many piercings, he looked like he fell on a tackle box, you know, and, and came out. But just a great, great guy. And they've, they've not even been going for a year yet. They baptized 11 last Sunday. Just God is blessing. God's blessing those kinds of ministry because of what you do. You see, we can't do it by ourselves. And you can't do anything by yourself. But together, together, we can be real difference makers. 
we can make a difference. And I want to thank you for joining together with us to make a difference. I appreciate you guys. So Barnabas Ministries, Thin Network, and we're going to be supporting you guys. We can't wait to see how God bless you. And thank you for your friendship. Thank you for you making a difference in my life. You know, I was telling you guys before we came in here um, that you're the average of the five people you hang out with, the five people that influence you. And, and I can say that these two men you know, are a huge part of my inner circle as influencers in my life and, um, and helping me grow to become the kind of man, the kind of pastor that God has called me to be. So thank you, Pastor Doug. Thank you, Dr. Tim. In a few minutes, they're going to actually come back up here, and we're going to pray over the offering. We'll do the offering in just a few minutes. And uh, but before we get into that, I want to kind of close out this message, uh, being a difference maker. And um, like I said, we've talked about these individuals already. We've talked about, you know, Nehemiah. We've talked about the Good Samaritan, the, 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 the disciples, the apostles. Um, I, I want to talk about a couple of other people. And um, <laughs> one of these guys' name um, barely made it. Barely made it in the scripture. You know, they, the two verses actually um, were their name in, 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 in our Bible. And, uh, and, and one of those verses, um, it's it, it just mentioned. I mean, there's nothing about it. It's just the name was kind of dropping, kind of just, okay, don't, not, not a whole lot of information in that one verse. So really, to this man's credit, <laughs> he gets one verse. And, uh, but he's an important man. He was a judge. He actually served for Israel as one of the judges. And in Judges chapter 3, we see this guy's name. And the Bible says that after Ehud, now Ehud was a judge, but after he was done, Shamgar, son of Anath, rescued Israel. He once killed 600 Philistines with an ox goat. Shamgar, who delivered Israel, rescued Israel, he killed 600 Philistines with an ox goat. Now an ox goat, you're wondering, what is that? An ox goat would be a farm equipment. It was, most likely Shamgar was a farmer. And, a, and an ox goat with a stick, with a pointy end. I've got a picture of maybe what it could look like, and um, we got that picture up there. I got a picture. There it is. All right, it, it, it's real simple. It, it looked like something I played with when I was a kid. You know, almost poked someone's eyes out. You know, you know, it's the stick with the pointy end. And I showed would take that tool, that that little the, that little farm equipment, and and while he's plowing the field with the oxen, with the you know, and they're walking through, and they kind of get off line a little bit, you know, the farmer, he would take that ox goat and just kind of poke it. Not too hard, but just hard enough for the oxen to just kind of move back into play and to keep that line straight plowing the field. And, and, and so God used a man named Shamgar to kill 600 Philistines using that. I, I can imagine that conversation. If you can, imagine it with me. You know, where Shamgar is minding his own business, he's out in the field working. God calls him, his shoulder taps him, and taps him on the shoulders and says, hey, 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 Shamgar, 
And, and God said, hey, no, Samuel said, what's up? And he said, hey, listen, I've got some Philistines, uh, some troublemakers, or we need to take care of business. Got to get rid of them. I'll, I'll go get something, let's get some weapons, and let, let's make this happen. And so Sam goes, he goes, and the closest thing he's got is, is this ice gold. And so he picks up the ice gold, he comes back to God and says, okay, God, I'm ready. And, and God said, okay, well, well what you got? He said, well, I got my ice gold. And I'm sure God's like, you got the what? He said, I got my ice gold. He said, well, is that, is that it? I mean, what, what, what about the sword? What about the, you know, what about the bazooka? <laughs> you know, what about the, you know, your, your rifles? I mean, just the ice gold. Sam God said, well, God, it's all I've got. God says, okay. He goes and kills 600 Philistines using a simple tool to take care of business. I think of another guy named Samson. We've all heard of Samson. He gets a little bit more credit, got a few chapters to his name, you know, and, and he had some highs and some lows, some real bad lows and some real cool highs, you know. I mean, he was the muscle man of the Bible, the he-man of the Bible, right? And, 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 and the Bible says in Judges chapter 15 that he found a jawbone of a recently killed donkey. He picked it up and he killed a thousand Philistines with it. A thousand Philistines using a jawbone. You know, you sometimes read scripture and you can kind of read through that and it just doesn't hit you. But I want you to just contemplate that for just a second. Think about that. God goes to, uh, to Samson and says, Samson, I've got a thousand troublemakers out there. Take care of business. Uh, go get something. Let's knock them out. And Samson looks around. He sees a dead donkey. He reaches over there. He breaks that jawbone out of that dead donkey. He goes back to God and says, I'm ready. I got my jawbone. Now, I just love the creativity of the Bible heroes, right? I got my jawbone. I'm ready to go. And I'm sure God's like, you got your what? He said, I, I found a jawbone. Really, a jawbone? I mean, the ice gold was something better than a jawbone. You know, couldn't you have found something else? I mean, what do you, you know, couldn't you have got, <laughs> you know, a tank, a crew of your men? I'm sure Samson said, well, God, that's all I've got. God says, okay. They killed a thousand Philistines. I'd have to see that movie, right? I'd have to see that movie. A thousand Philistines using a good old jawbone. I think of another character named David. Oh, little boy David, shepherd boy David. You know, and he goes to the field to check on his brothers. He sees in the middle of the field a big giant man named Goliath. You know, no one's standing up to Goliath, and little boy David goes to his brothers and says, hey, I'll take care of him. You know, he goes to the king, and, and the king says, well, hey, you need a weapon, you need a sword, you need, you know, the, the armor, and he puts it all on, and, and David's like, no, nah, this doesn't work. You know, uh, uh, so what you got? He said, well, I've just got five stones. That's all I've got. It's okay. It goes out and kills Goliath. Which is five stones and a slingshot. 
Now I think about my story. I think about when God is calling me to be a difference maker. And I go to God and say, well, God, I'm not much. You know, I'm 80% deaf. You know, I, I talk like I'm from England. I sound like I'm from, you know, just, I'm a mess. No one can't hear me. They can't understand me. Uh, are, you, are you sure that there's other people, that better people, that more qualified people? God says, Scott, what you have is all I need. I don't know what God is calling you to do. Sometimes we throw excuses up before God and say, God, I don't have much. But if God is calling you to something, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, faithful, the one who calls you is faithful. Saying about the faithfulness of God this morning. He is faithful. And he will do it. Whatever he's calling you to do, he will do it through you. And he is faithful to take what you've got and to use it for him. To use it for him. I, I have one point here. It's a simple message today. We, we, we have a lot that we want to do today. Very simple thought here, and, uh, but if there's one thought that I could just get in your mind, it's this, that God is not interested in your abilities. He's interested in your availability. He wants you to be available. And the question is this week, will you just make yourself available? When, when the shoulder tap people, vacation Bible school, we're looking for volunteers. And you said, oh, I don't know. I, I got to be honest. You know, I just found out this past week that I'm supposed to be teaching the kids. Now, I'm usually, usually in the back, in the lobby, you know, and, 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 and they, they say, hey, Patrick Scott, you're going to be teaching, you know, um, a, a couple of nights. And I just kind of look at Tracy, our LP kid director, and look at her with my big white eyes and say, are you kidding me? I mean, I love talking to adults, but kids, that's a whole other level, right? And, and, and I started to say, uh, uh, are you, me? You know? And, and, and Tracy said, yeah, I'm calling you out, Pastor. I said, okay. But not much. Here's what I've got. Okay. I should be available. Won't you be available? Whatever God is calling you to do, won't you be available to do whatever he wants you to do? Listen, if God can use an goat, if God can use a jawbone, if God can use five stones and a deaf guy, I know that God can use you. You know why? What are we saying about it? Let's sing a song that our God is bigger, better, stronger, and greater than you. Today's our greater things offering. It's not greater because of who we are, it's greater because of who He is. And today you might be saying, I got, I got my gift.
by offering. And you might look at it and say, it's not much. But I make it available. It's all I've got. And God says, listen, I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I am greater than what you give. I'm not interested in the, in the dollar amount. I'm interested in the heart and the sacrifice. We put it in the hand of Jesus. And we see God do what only God does. Old song I used to sing when growing up is that little is much when God is in it. Is it got to believe it? Little is much in your hand. Little is much when God is in it. A challenge for you this week. I'm available. Oh, it's not much, God. In fact, this is all I've got. And God says, that's okay. Bring it to me. Because little is much when I'm in it. I'm going to invite just a second here as we close our service out. Close our sermon to close the series and to ask God to bless this offering. And this is an opportunity for you to bring your bucket. Maybe you didn't bring your bucket. So I got, I got you know, a plastic bag. I saw people with the a uh, brown bag this morning. I saw all kinds of different shapes of bags. I saw people with cash in their hand. I saw some people with a check. Maybe you came, oh, I totally forgot about today. I still want to participate. You can go online. You can, go, you can give online, greater things offering to a church. You can give that way. But everything we collect, every dime, penny, nickels, dollar bills, all goes to help ministries that we've been talking about the past few weeks. Helping church planting. Helping Barnabas ministries. Helping love for a child. And all these things that we've been praying for the last few weeks, we could be a part of that. And see God do something incredible beyond us. It's greater than us because of who he is. And so when they pray, and I'm going to close both of them. I'm going to pray and bless the offering. And while they're praying, if you've got kids, you want to get your kids, you can. You don't have to. But if you want to get your kids, you can check them out. You know, you can come together. It's a great teaching opportunity for your kids to, to, to give and uh, to teach them what it means to be you know, generous. And so if you want to do that right while we're praying, you, know, you can slip out. They're waiting for you. They're ready. And you know, I'll so, you know, if you want to check them out and then keep your kids, well, right? don't, don't check them back in because we're almost done here. You know, and you, you can sit down and, 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 and finish the song that we're singing. And then right after they pray, the outside section will go first and you dump your bucket, cast, check, here in the offering. And then about halfway through the song, I'll motion the middle two sections and you guys will come and participate in however way God wants you to give. But will you be available to do whatever God wants you to do? Be available. I'm going to invite Dr. Tim, Pastor Doug, 
Come back up here. I'm going to have them pray. While they're praying, kids, go ahead and get your kids. And then we'll get started. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you again for the opportunity to give back into ministry. Thank you for each person who's doing this, God. And you're going to use what little they bring or however, however much they bring. And you're going to make a difference with it. It's going to be greater things going to be done because we've done this together. I pray, God, you'll bless them. Lord, you'd provide for them all of their needs according to your wonderful riches and glory, whether it's a, a need emotionally, financially, physically, whatever, spiritually, whatever their need may be, Father, we pray that you'll meet them at the point of their need. But God, use this to make a difference, to punch holes in the darkness, to encourage pastors, to plant churches, to do ministry throughout Michigan. We pray this in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the challenge of today and the fact that you are greater, you're more powerful. And that, Father, you and your greatness have chosen to use us as people. I thank you for the people of Lake Point, for their reputation, uh, for serving, for giving. And for Father, for some of these gifts today, they may come out of abundance, some may come out of sacrifice. Father, I pray that together these gifts would make a huge difference that many more churches would be planted, pastors would be helped, and Father, the, the, the light of the gospel would be used to transform this state and this nation for your glory. So Father, may this be a holy moment with as we give, uh, Father, uh, work in our hearts and lives and re help us to realize, Father, that we are making a difference in Jesus' name.